Watch Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined now by Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman. Barry, it is Baylor OU week. It's not quite what it had become, uh, although both teams trending in the, in the right direction. Uh, Barry, they don't come any bigger, do they, when, when a game's on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. You know, I, I actually going to give both teams a little props here. I'm not going to uh, this this slide the Big 12 now ESPN Plus. I don't think it's necessarily an indictment of this these seasons or this these teams. I think it's a case of it's clearly not as you said the big game it, it has been, and I think it's a chance for ESPN to gauge the fan bases. Because uh, I don't know about, have the Bears ever been on ESPN Plus for a conference game the last three Man, years since they went to I, this? I I feel like just maybe preseason, a non-conference, yeah. I can't recall maybe during the season. But uh, right. I know they, they, put, they do put some marquee games on in basketball, but they generally yeah. would keep Oklahoma for sure off of ESPN Plus. So, Maybe this is some. You're, you're right. Maybe this is something they've had in the plans for a long time. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a way to to jump onto these fan bases in Oklahoma State, Kansas State, some others. Tech have uh, have had to endure conference games on ESPN Plus, but this is a chance for them to to bank in on. You know, if you're going to get two million eyeballs, you can't afford to put the game on streaming, but. If you're only going to get a million or so, 800,000, well, I don't know what this would draw, but if you're only going to get that many, it's worth the risk to yeah. go uh, on to ESPN Plus, get a bunch of Bear fans and a bunch of Sooner fans to sign up. You know, while we're here, what did you think of that media rights deal? As uh, one of the teams you cover, Oklahoma State, staying, one of the teams you cover, uh, leaving. And, and so, you know, it, it impacts those uh, schools differently but as you kind of looked at the numbers and, and, and looked at maybe even the Fox aspect of the basketball, what were you, would you think that the, as a stability-type play that this was about as, as, as good as the Big 12 could have ever hoped for? Yeah, it's a victory for the Big 12 schools. Uh, there are things to not like about it, and you're not going to like it down the road when you realize what they are. But I can tell you on the, 10 cam- or the eight campuses – you know, the, the, the eight uh, legacy Big 12 members, they're thrilled from where they were 15 months ago when OU in Texas news broke. You know, Bob Bowlesby uh, told us or told the Texas legislature, hey, we might only be worth half of, of what we were in terms of media rights. Um, if if you'd have told them 15 months ago, hey, you're going to, your next contract's going to get signed here in you know late 2022. You're going to get close to what you were getting. Everybody would have been thrilled to get the news that they're going to get what is it, 10 million more per school per year. Yeah, yeah. Is there a party at every AD's house? I promise you, they're thrilled. Now there's some things you're not going to like about it when you sign on with Fox and ESPN both. That's sort of cool because you're going to be the only, I think, the only conference that has a footprint in both of the big dogs. However, you're going to be, you're going to have secondary status. There's going to be a lot of streaming 
you know, if you don't if you don't have Big Twelve plus now, ESPN plus Big Twelve now, whatever we're going to call it, if you don't have it now, you might as well get it because you're going to have to, you know, because there are going to be a bunch of games on that. But um, it's it, it's the price you pay for for not being, you know, in the having the the mega markets or the or the or the big brand brand of the mm-hmm. SEC. So uh, the Fox thing on basketball. I'm hoping that's a good thing. I think it will be. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, I'm sick. I'm sick of the 6 p.m. Wednesday tip-off um, for for conference games in Norman and Stillwater. I assume people in Waco don't like them either. Um, if you're coming from anywhere except yeah. pretty close to campus, you're not going to get there on time unless you're taking off work or rearrange your day around it. So I'm hopeful Fox can give us some normal starting times for the basketball. So there's things to like about it, but you know, overall, it's a it's a home run financially for a bunch of people that were very scared. Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman, uh, the columnist joining us, Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, the Matt Mosley Show. Now, Barry, we all remember what happened at the end of last year's Oklahoma game. I, if Lincoln was still there, you know that would be that would be a huge story. No matter what the record was uh, going to this game, it it it's not as big a story. I, I'm just wondering, is that something? Do you think that's come up among uh, the players or any of the staffers that are left over? Uh, because that that obviously was a a very interesting ending to that game with Aranda deciding to go for the field goal even though the game was basically over, uh, in an attempt to uh, have more points for a possible Big 12 tiebreaker. Is that, do you think that uh, has come up among the players this week? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's come up among the coaches feeding it to the players. I don't think the players really care. Um, you're right. Lincoln was very upset. He, it would be a bigger deal. Uh, Brent Venables can't afford to get too worked up about it. He's got bigger problems than what Dave Aranda did 12 months ago. Um, but I'm sure it's come up. I think we're writing a story about it. Uh, the guys talked to – I didn't talk to any players about it, but our beat writers did. I don't – frankly, I don't even know what they said. But I can't believe – you know, if you're looking for some – if you're looking for some reason to get fired up about this game, I guess you could use that. But, heck, when you're 5-3 and three, – at Oklahoma, you you know just just winning this game period, get last year is is enough reason. So I can't imagine it's going to be a factor in this game. What is uh, it, 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 this thing's trending a little better? The defense has been better for OU. That might be part of like maybe who they're playing. Iowa State obviously uh, has had a a very down season. Do you feel like there's been Real progress with this team. I guess Baylor obviously throws the ball extremely well and has a great run offense at times. So uh, it'll be a great measure type game to see if that uh, if some of these uh, things have taken hold. Uh, do you think there's been some real progress uh, on on really either side of the ball for the Sooners? Well, not on defense. Uh, the reason the defense looked better is because they're playing Iowa State, and the Cyclones are not any good on offense. The uh, the worst we got twenty units offense and defense in this league, and by far the worst is the Iowa State offense. Well, I guess 
I guess you could make a case for the West Virginia defense. But anyway, um, no. Uh, holding Iowa State to 13 points is nice. I mean, I thought it could have been worse. So maybe it is a little progress, but it's a whole other animal trying to stop Chapin and Richard Reese and those guys. So, no, I think if OU's going to win this game, they got to score a bunch. I mean, I don't see I don't see Baylor not getting in the 30s and probably getting in the 40s. So, you know, that pressure's on the OU offense. And the offense, OU offense has been good most of the year when Dylan Gabriel's been out there. He missed one and three-quarters games, and when he wasn't out there, you know, they couldn't beat anybody. But when he's out there, they've moved the ball and scored, and it's been good. So, I expect them to. I expect them to score. I just don't know if they can score enough to keep up with Baylor. Have you figured out what happened? Uh, Talking to Barry Trammell from the Oklahoma on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. That Oklahoma State score was just kind of shocked uh, uh, a lot of people, especially people that maybe weren't. You know, once you kind of saw how out of control it was, nobody was racing to the TV to watch it because it was so out of control. And I know Sanders got hurt. Is that one of those things that just kind of just absolutely got away from them? Uh, how how surprising you having covered that team this year? And, and obviously Oklahoma State looked great against Baylor, looked great against some other teams, really had TCU beat, it seemed like. Uh, do you have a, a read on exactly what may have happened there? No, um, I don't. Um, it's pretty clear that if, if you ask the question, what went wrong, the, the true answer is everything. Uh-huh. Spence Sanders is hurt, has been hurt for quite a while, been toughing it out. I don't know if he's going to play this game Saturday at Kansas. I don't know if he's going to play any more the rest of the year. But clearly he's he's banged up um i also think the cowboys were ill-prepared i think um i think they ran into a buzzsaw kansas state's really good um so uh just whatever could have go wrong did have go wrong cowboys were coming off a, a really tough physical win emotionally and physically with texas they as a long game a lot of people got hurt took a lot out of them you know, the OSU defense, people dog the OSU defense. Texas had 19 possessions in that game. And and OSU held them to four touchdowns and two field goals, which is really good defense. So yeah. they're not good. They're not a great defense, but the previous Saturday against Xavier Worthy and B. John Robinson and all those guys, they played unbelievable defense. But I think it took a lot out of them. Uh, if nobody's been paying attention, Kansas State, has a heck of a coach. He knows what he's doing. Sometimes he gets overmatched on talent, but he wasn't overmatched on talent Saturday, and his schemes were great. Kansas State was primed and ready. It was just, you know, the the sum of all fears for OSU. And, for you know, maybe they'll rebound, but or maybe they were on the edge of the cliff and found a way to, to stay alive against Texas. Mm-hmm. and that's the last gasp. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But it was a stunner. There's no any doubt about wow. that. Have you thought about going to Lawrence to check on Bill Self to make sure he's okay after this severe punishment that came down today with uh, four four games that uh, that he and Curtis Townsend will have to miss? Boy, I bet, I bet those people over at Oklahoma State are watching this thing <laughs> and just <laughs> – 
<laughs> I mean, I cannot imagine after trying to cooperate and getting hit over the top of the head by the NCAA, Kansas continues just to turn this thing into a joke. Um, I, 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 what do you think Mike's thinking over there at uh, at OSU today? Well, I think I hopefully OSU has learned its lesson. And maybe they've done a public service for everybody in the Big 12 and, frankly, everybody in nationally, which is this. Do not let the NCAA on your grounds. Uh, do not let the NCAA on your campus. If they dare come into your, to your city limits, have the cops impound their vehicle, contact the highway patrol, <laughs> have them pulled over for speeding when they're coming in on Highway 51 or you know, going through I-35 and Waco, whatever. Just don't acknowledge them. Don't take their phone calls. Don't respond to their messages. You know, we sort of saw that with who was it that went through this, uh, this new process the other day? Oh, Memphis. It's Memphis. You know, it was sort of a joke as well. Yeah. So the, the lesson is clear. Just don't acknowledge. Frankly, we've been saying it for two years, haven't we? The NCAA has no uh, enforcement power anymore. It's a sheriff without a gun. It's Andy Griffith. Why would you? Why would you cooperate with them? Just you know, pretend they don't exist. And uh, you know, OSU learned that lesson the hard way. Now, the good news is the basketball team turned out to be sort of mediocre, and yeah, what didn't deserve an NCAA tournament berth anyway. Some people say, well, if they had one to play for, the season would have been different. But that's you know, that's. You know, it's on them that they didn't have a good season. So, um, I, I I think everybody, if they'll just learn that lesson, hey, in this day and age, just don't cooperate. Don't cooperate at all. You know, you know what? The, the only thing that really bums me about that whole thing is I thought the Big 12 did not come through for OSU in this. I thought the Big 12 – should have changed its bylaws and allowed the Cowboys to go play in Kansas City in the Big Bowl uh, tournament. I don't yeah. understand the, the, you know, the idea that oh they might beat somebody that's going to get, you know, that, that might get, uh, you know, might have get knocked out of the NCAA tournament. Well, first of all, everybody was solid in the NCAA tournament, and it's the Big Twelve. There's not any screwballs in that conference. Everybody's good, and somebody else might knock you out too. If, you, if you're worried about getting knocked out of the NCAA tournament. Get rid of the Big 12 tournament. It's, a, it's not a league for – it's a league for big boys. So I thought that would have been a nice gesture for the Big 12 to say, hey, come on up here and play. Finish your season in Kansas City. So I thought everybody just sort of messed up that whole deal. Big 12, OSU, or the yeah. NCAA, everybody. Everybody. Who, Barry, who's your favorite character on the Andy Griffith Show? Um, I love them all. But literally, the funniest person to ever grace American television, which is now 75 years old, is Ernest T. Bass. Ernest T. Bass is the best. It, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I, I get a smile on my face just seeing Ernest T. walk onto the set. Uh, yeah, it's big time. And let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. If you're on a show, if you're on a show with Bernie Fife, and you're the funniest one on there. You've achieved something. You've achieved something. <laughs> Ernest T. Bass, I love it. I love your support of him uh, as we pay tribute to a uh, a great uh, a great comic 
in American television. All right, Barry, thank you. Uh, We covered a lot of ground there. I appreciate it. Always look forward to visiting with you, and we will see you soon, sir. Okay, see you later, Matt. Okay, Barry Trammell. There he goes, the uh, longtime columnist there at the Oklahoman.